Welcome to Unsponsored Content. I'm your host, Jesse Resnick. Each episode we're going to release will focus on a person or topic that is unique, innovative, or inspiring here at Xander and beyond. Isn't that exciting? Let us turn up the beat. Hey, listeners, coming at you with another virtual experience. My guest today is a video product expert and a video engineer expert, and their names are Christina Beaumier and Eric Hoffer. Now, I'm not going to tell you which one was in the Peace Corps and which one has 61 granted patents, but I will tell you that you're going to hear them talk about their incredible backgrounds, Xander's new iteration of Xander Invest, an advanced TV product that will, in the future, enable converge buying of audiences. We're also talking about what the process was like of the new iteration of Xander Invest and what the challenges they're expecting on the horizon as the industry inevitably changes. Christina and Eric, thank you so much for taking time to video chat with me. Kicking it off, what are your deals? So I'm Christina Bomier. Thanks for the intro, Jesse. And I'm really excited to be here. I am from Massachusetts. I grew up in a very small town type of place that, you know, we had 10 people in my class at elementary school and then went to a much bigger school, which was a total of 100 people. So I am from a small, small town in Massachusetts, and I always felt like I needed to be somewhere bigger and more cosmopolitan. So I got out of there as soon as possible and uh, have lived really a lot of different places. In France, Africa for two years in Peace Corps. Um, I lived in, went to school in Washington, D.C. and studied international relations. I spent some time in South America as well and just was really a global citizen for most of my 20s until, and that really only ended, uh, you know, once I put some roots down in New York City after getting my MBA and finding this industry of advertising technology, you know, which has been the last 12 years, I think, of adventure, growth dynamic change, and lots of problem solving. So that's my story. Mom of two kids, great children, live in Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, been at Xander since the beginning. So that's my deal. Very cool. Eric, let's hear your story. So in my case, I grew up in one of the biggest cities in the world from the get-go, New York City, and I'm a Brooklyn boy. I grew up in Brooklyn Heights and really took advantage of the city. When I was uh, a teenager, I started a power pop band called the Speedies, and we played all over New York City and all over the country while I was attending the Bronx High School of Science, which I really loved, which was like a math science immersion program in the city, and got my bachelor's and master's degree at NYU in computer science, as well as a second bachelor's in mechanical and aerospace engineering. Wait, and I have a question. Yes. Your parents let you travel with your band while you were in high school? They did. They did. We had a van awesome. and we we, uh, we took, we toured, went up to Toronto, Chicago, Washington, D.C., <clears throat> Boston, San Francisco, et cetera, L.A. It's really a great adventure. Some badass parents. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they always encouraged creativity of, of all kinds. Mother is a psychologist. Father is a uh, uh professor in um, physics, but specializing in climate change and uh, renewable energy. So it was an interesting combination, I think, that uh, fueled my personality, left brain, right brain, et cetera. A lot of fun. And, and like Christina, I've lived in a few different places. In addition to Brooklyn Heights, uh, with my family, we spent almost 15 years in Silicon Valley, which I really liked in San Francisco uh, when I was working at Apple. And also a period of time in New Jersey, not far from Thomas Edison and where he did his work as an inventor and a big inspiration to me as someone who's been involved in a lot of inventing. 
What are some of the things you've invented? My favorite invention is uh, software-based digital video, which is the ability to play back video content on a computer. And it took the form of QuickTime, which I was the founding engineer of and ended up working with a big team to bring to market at, at Apple just after I started my career at AT&T at Bell Labs, which was another phenomenal experience. So uh, I put that as, as number one, but certainly other things that I've been involved in with, with colleagues here is you know developing our, our digital video advertising platform for AppNexus prior to the acquisition by AT&T, and then more recently collaborating with Christina and um, members of her team and, and members of our engineering team on the development of our Invest TV product. So just a few examples. I do have, I just found out, I checked recently, I have 61 granted U.S. patents. So I've really been doing, involved in a lot of inventing at many different companies, whether it's Apple or Stanford University or Spotify or here at uh, AT&T for my second stint uh, after the Bell Labs period. Wow. Well, who would have thought that you would have come full circle from Bell Labs now to Xander and everywhere in between and 61 patents. That's amazing. Which one was the most tangled to get through? I'll have to think about that one. I guess the first patent that I was involved in, which was the uh, core patent for software digital video at Apple, ended up becoming a very important patent uh, later on with regards to the invention of other products. So that definitely took a lot of interesting twists and turns. Um, but yes. Incredible. So the talk of the town right now is all about the launch of the next evolution of Xander Invest. So I need to know all the deeds on this, how it came to be, why it came to be, and what it means for the industry and our clients. Well, I think this goes back to really even the creation of Xander and the vision to create a premium video marketplace. And so let me just tell you a little bit about you know what this announcement was. Xander with partners, um, Disney and Warner Media and AMC Networks announced the launch of InvestTV as um, their initial partners. And what this really is, it's a buying platform for advertisers and agencies. So they can go in and plan and activate unique audiences um, across this premium set of inventory. It's an advanced TV product that really is starting with linear, data-driven linear television. But as we see it evolving into the future, will enable converged buying of audiences, you know, not just across linear, but also other forms of television-like content. So we're really excited um, because TV is changing so much and the way that consumers are consuming television is dramatically changing. This is a product that actually meets the TV industry where it's at today and really helps buyers as well as sellers make that transition into the future. It's something that you know, it was definitely worth noting. Eric and I have been working on this for over a year, maybe a year and a half. And uh, we've had many kind of milestones along the way. One really important milestone came less than six months ago when we added Clipped to the Xander family. It's a company that is a specialized linear optimization cell side platform that, you know, is, has been pivotal in, in kind of getting us to this next milestone. All right. Do you have anything to add from a engineering side? Just to say that it's been a really exciting experience to build the TV product that uh, Christina just mentioned, actually stretching back maybe two plus years ago and building certain prototypes that allowed us to explore what you could call the solution space for the TV product. And uh, in doing so, we looked at different facets of what this could be, both taking a, a television buy, for example, and extending it into the digital realm, or taking a, a digital buy and extending it into the television realm, 
prototyping these ideas to help inform the design. And I think we have ha always had a, a very strong engineering discipline within AppNexus, which of course joined forces with AT&T and, and has become Xander. And then we've done the same thing, welcoming Clipped to the family with their strong engineering discipline. And so many points of collaboration with different engineering teams, with Christina and her product team, and keeping ourselves really grounded and focused on working code, live demos, prototypes that demonstrate you know, what we're trying to build. And I, I like to use the metaphor of the bridge, which is on the product side, we look to product to define the what and the how of the bridge. How many people should walk over it? Characteristics should it have under heavy wind? You know, does it cost money to cross the bridge? Things of that nature. And then engineering side, how do we build that bridge? That's up to us. And we should make sure that we have a good split between the really the why, which is the rationale for the product you're building. Why is this important in the marketplace? What problems is it solving? The what, what are its high-level attributes that it should be adhering to in order to meet those needs from the why? And then finally, you know, we, we need to do a really good job on how do we build this and make sure that we build it in a timely way to meet the market needs. Speaking of the ways that you're building it and meeting market demands, this notion of a TV platform is big and, and pretty unprecedented. So what are some of the challenges you kind of see upcoming or that you expect? I mean, you know, with all the, the things going on in the environment with the virus and that aside, speaking just in terms of opportunities and challenges in the industry. The way that consumers are consuming TV content is changing and it's, it's now more apparent than ever. Regardless of actually, you know, coronavirus, I think actually it's having a very interesting impact on what we see in viewership, viewership trends. People are watching and consuming a lot of media right now, and that's often through TV. So, um, you know, TV is, is, is still a huge, huge um, platform, um, and we don't expect that to change. Premium content is not going away, right? TV-like content is not going away. That being said, the dynamics of the business are changing. And the process that Eric and I have been going through over, you know, the last um, year and a half, two years, has been really navigating and balancing sort of technical challenges and sort of technically how do we get this done? So the, the, that, that sort of swimming that Eric was talking about, the how, and then the business challenges, right? So, you know, many times actually through this process, there are technical solutions that would enable us to do X, Y, or Z thing, but that's not how TV works today, right? And so, so we've had to navigate a lot of the business to make sure we have workable solutions that not necessarily just fit the you know checkbox on the on the technical side, but it's actually workable from the business perspective. Are sellers willing to transact this way? Are buyers willing to transact this way? What sort of controls do they need? What sort of considerations do we need to have? But the reality is that the supply demand dynamics are very different. You know the way that TV is measured, the way that it is traded, the way that it is scheduled, the way that it's tracked and, and all of these things reported on, it's all kind of different. And so it kind of does need a, a, a very TV-centric lens and approach to addressing the technical challenges, right? So it's not just a technical solution, but I think, you know, what I'm really excited about with this is that I think we've done a good job in considering the business challenges and have worked hand in glove with with our customers, you know, through an advisory council that we set up last year, where we have our, you know, early launch partners as well as a few others join and like, and, and, and come to some consensus on like, what are the workable business solutions? Where can we find, you know, in products, talk about product market fit, you know, like the, the opportunity, the white space, you know, what's the add new value that we can bring. And that's really where, you know, Eric and I've been able, I think, to work, you know, well together as far as like an alignment on what we're trying to do and how we're going to do it. And just to follow on from what Christina was saying, 
I think early on we realized, just as she was uh, speaking about, the television inventory, data-driven, linear, addressable, um, as we know it, it is very different fundamentally from digital video, either on the web or in an OTT and CTV context. And so it was a very conscious decision after some initial speculation that we might be able to simply extend digital video as a data type to incorporate TV, that it was really necessary to take a step back and make a major investment at every level to build a platform that is properly and uniquely suited to the characteristics of television. And so I tend to look at this as a three-phase product engineering plan, which is I joined what was at Nexus just about five years ago. And the first three and a half years of that time for me personally were spent on standing up our digital video advertising platform. And that includes a significant focus on CTV and, and OTT. And then about two years ago, roughly, we started working on television and looking to stand up our television platform. That's phase two. And phase three is how do you bring these two together as effectively and as efficiently as possible to allow buyers to be able to buy a single audience across traditional TV inventory, as well as digital video and OTT, and to make that as powerful uh, a process as you can. And one of the things that is significant about what we're doing is we're automating major portions of the planning negotiation, which includes very often you know, in-person meetings and, and interactions, and then execution and delivery and reporting into the, this TV platform. So it is an opportunity, especially with developments like the virtual upfronts that most media companies have been announcing uh, in terms of what's happening this year uh, in the TV industry, given the broader context. Uh, this is a great complement to something like a virtual upfront that you can basically have a web-based application, just like we're recording this podcast right now with all of us, you know, working uh, remotely. Uh, it, it's it's important to actually have the tools and the capability. Uh, to be able to do this. So I think that's also an exciting aspect of what we're doing that comes from the TV workflow automation that can be useful in other ways. Yeah, I think it's very exciting times. As a former media buyer, I've never imagined a day where the world would collide. Like I didn't, I never even knew or saw the digital team when I worked as a TV buyer. So this is very exciting times, I'm sure. So when a buyer goes into the Xander Invest platform, are they seeing this TV portion differently or is it all seamlessly integrated? Um, right. So it's all part of Xander Invest strategic buying platform, but we have a TV-centric workflow that's separate from the digital-centric workflow for all the reasons that, you know, Eric just talked about. So a TV buyer would have, you know, the ability to you know, uh, input like dates based on broadcast calendar, right? Something that they don't have in, in digital or, you know, understand potential universe sizes of an audience based on the national, you know, audience versus the national linear audience versus, you know, some sort of like cookie or device or person-based counting methodology that you might get in digital. You know, over time, how, how these things come together, I think it's going to be really interesting uh, and, and that's sort of the third phase that Eric is talking about. We're really focused today on creating business impact in the TV area first. And I think it's going to, I think this is going to be an evolution, you know, that we're excited to be a part of. The interesting thing also is that like the foundation that we've laid is converged, right? So it's one audience data set, you know, that you can kind of create one segment that you can create and you can activate it in either platform. So I think that that's, you know, going to be a key value point for our customers. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point that Christina's making, um, which is taking the, the Xander audience segments and being able to apply the same segment, whether it's, you know, 
whatever attributes that may have across both digital and TV, that you can do that. That's one. The other thing that's interesting as it relates to your question is we made a really sound decision early on from a product and engineering development perspective, which was have the same user experience in terms of look and feel and navigation for television and for digital video and invest as a whole. Uh, we have a single user experience designer who we worked with closely. And I think that decision has paid a lot of dividends for us in terms of creating a, a powerful um, joint capability from a product engineering and user experience perspective. And it's also having been part of AppNexus previously and now being part of Xander, I think we had a, a significant shift to working towards having an easier to use experience for our B2B clients as Xander. And that's something the TV platform uh, and what we've done with Invest TV has been able to, to really uh, lead with in terms of our development, which has been very exciting, especially for someone like me coming out of a company like Apple, which has you know really prided itself on ease of use and superior user experience. So I, I would say that that's been a highlight of, yeah. of what we've done. I agree. I mean, with, from the first days that you know Eric and I were kind of whiteboarding with our teams, we knew that this is you know the biggest competitor for um, this this product is Excel. You know, it's it's sort of the way that people work today. It's it's email, and to get that kind of new adoption, sort of that behavior change into, no, now you're going to use a platform for this. We knew that we needed to focus on the user experience. You know, that was sort of clear from day one. We knew that we needed to really take that into consideration. This product couldn't just deliver on the functional um, promise, but it actually needed to look great. Yeah, I know that Eric and I could just see the, the gleam in his eyes. We started talking about this because it was really, you know, I think exciting for, for both of us and all of us in our teams to be able to have, like, this opportunity to be able to have a fresh palette and design something that is sort of built for purpose. I love that phrase, fresh palette and built for purpose. I feel like it's probably an incredible piece of software. I don't get a chance to work in it, but I have seen people on LinkedIn download their certificate that they took the Xander Invest training, which is really cool. So for any buyers out there who would use the platform, check that out. Um, so we, I touched on this a little bit, Christina, you're a video product subject matter ex expert, and Eric, you're a video engineer expert, as you both have explained as we've gone through this conversation and you both make it really easy to work together. What are some of your philosophies on how product and engineering need to work in tandem to be able to create these innovative and disruptive products? Yeah, I mean, Eric is a delight to work with, as you can tell already in this podcast. He's so interesting and fun and, you know, pragmatic. So, you know, I'm really lucky to get to work with, with Eric and, and the rest of the, the leadership. He, he, he touched upon some of this earlier. I mean, I do think it comes, it, you know, as a team, we need to be really tightly aligned on what are we trying to do? You know, what's the business impact that we're trying to create? What's the value here? Sort of that like product strategy alignment. And that's not just product, you know, like you need to kind of get, like as a, as a product team, you need to you know, find this product market fit, which is a process of discovery and calibration, you know? And so Eric has been a great partner for me for that. Sorry, right, I'm getting interrupted by my six-year-old. So I'm going to let Eric take over. Uh, it's interesting. Some of the uh, attributes, I would say, about working with Christina are, it is also a delight to work with Christina. And uh, I really value her ability to combine keeping your sights set on the vision. What are you striving for? Three months, six months, one year, two years, three years, even five years from now coupled to a really strong pragmatism of, okay, what do we need to ship in three months, in six months, or three weeks? 
It's also worth mentioning that uh, at two points in my career, I've actually led product and engineering. And in doing so, I feel like it gave me a lot of uh, insights and empathy for product and respect for what product does, kind of a shared mutual respect that I've been able to carry in in my role as an engineering leader working in tandem with product. Based off of the success of your careers and the success of this new TV platform, you both could be working really at your pick of companies. So what keeps you both with Xander? For me, I was attracted early on to the engineering culture at AppNexus, the culture that is very focused on engineering excellence. But at the same time, the company also had a heart and really cared deeply about things like diversity and inclusion and fostering, I think, a, a fun and um, challenging environment for employees that you could do, you know, the best work career here. You could do incredible things, but you could also be a good person in the community and the things like volunteering and that you could bring both of these together um, with open and transparent communication. And then as we've become Xander, I think Xander took, you know, the Nexus, the culture that had been AT&T advertising and analytics, and created a new major mandate to deliver on the promise and vision of creating a converged uh, video advertising platform, something that could handle both TV and video. And in the process, I think, has been able to take elements of these two different uh, cultures, which are positive in their own right, and build something new as Xander, that I think also is a really positive culture and, and with great people, talent. Um, and a similar care for the world combined with a focus on, on excellence and execution. So that's how I would characterize it. And, you know, it's for me personally, being here almost five years, I do feel I've been able to do some of the best work in my career, both at AppNexus and, and at Xander since the acquisition uh, and work with incredibly talented um, colleagues, a really special mix. And I think the, the, the vision of, the, of Xander has driven recruiting of new people joining forces with people that came from these other places too, that gives us uh, a really powerful blend of talent, skill sets uh, from companies, you know, all over the, uh, the ecosystem of TV and video. Yeah, I mean, same. <laughs> I feel very similar, you know, as far as why I'm, why I'm here. I mean, I came to Xander because I felt like, and I came even before we were Xander, uh, I felt like if there's any company, this is a really tough nut to crack, right? The, the sort of transformation of television, right? Building a platform for the future that like is, is not just skipping ahead to digital, but rather, but rather, you know, is, is really kind of this meeting the TV industry where it's at and then kind of driving that change. There's no other company that can do this, you know, as, as well as Xander can. And I think Xander is set up to be able to, um, to achieve this. And, and, that's that's apparent just in, in terms of where we are, you know, having this conversation today with the product that we announced last week, as well as the deal we did with Clipped end of last year. And so, you know, as leaders, you know, in Addressable, having the benefit of an anchor client, you know, our sister company, Warner Media, having the benefit of an anchor advertiser, you know, AT&T Marketing, allowed us to really start to build solutions that are going to be workable and then attract others to it. And so, you know, there's nothing, I agree with Eric, like it, this is just for, for me professionally, you know, exactly sort of fulfilling all that need. And the culture is great. And like, I feel like, not to take your answer, Eric, but, you know, the appreciation that we have for our employees and, you know, the, the way we sort of enable us to kind of do better, you know, make the, make the world look better, you know, sort of improve the community overall. 
Christina. I know you were one of the first employees at what was AT&T Advertising and Analytics back in the good old days. One of the first wins and things that you championed was extending parental leave for um, men and women and not just for Xander, but it ended up trickling across all of AT&T, which was amazing and is incredible. So I'm curious about Christina and Eric, what you both are passionate about outside of work when you might happen to have some free time. Well, first of all, I can't take credit for the, um, the, the parental leave change. I think what I did is when I came in, <laughs> I was coming from Google and um, that was where I was working before. And, you know, was a new mom, a second time new mom, right? I had a 10-month-old at that time. And, you know, I, I just felt like we could do better. And I think because I was um, Brian Lesser's chief of staff in the very early days, you know, I did have an audience <laughs> to be able to share that this, this is something we could do better and um, better on. And, 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 and I think the time was right, right? So there was an acknowledgement that, of that. And, and this is something that, you know, Brian championed as well as the, the leadership at AT&T overall. So I'm just really proud that we were able to get that done um, and then even approve it again since that first one. So I am very passionate about, I, you know, this is a different podcast probably, but it's very hard to be a, a, a working sort of uh, parent caregiver of young children. Actually, my daughter is screaming outside my door right now. <laughs> and, um, you know, I... Uh, in many ways, I don't. I don't think that the traditional workplace environment and expectations sort of consider that. And having, for me, I'm also the executive sponsor of the Women's Network here at um, Xander. We talk a lot about. We, I'm not talking, talking generally in the, in the industry. We talk a lot about wanting to sort of improve, like women in leadership, and you know retention rates and all of that stuff for, for women, and, and making sure there's a path for growth. But it's not enough to just focus on the number. You know what I mean? We need to look at like how really the, the, you know, our managers trained to be able to navigate those first conversations when a new mom is back from work, right? Of how are they going to kind of like handle and transition back? Like there's a lot of, you know, our bosses inviting women who maybe aren't speaking in meetings to, to chime in, right? If they notice that they're sort of being quiet, like that, that's the kind of more harder to diagnose, uh, you know, it needs it, it a bit more of a light shined on it so we can sort of be better. And I'm really proud at Xander of what we've been able to do to really focus on those issues. And that's something I'm really like deeply passionate about. You know, in my spare time, I don't actually do a lot of like extracurriculars just because, I mean, outside of work, because I do have two young kids and, you know, on the weekends, like that's, that's my time for them and night times too and, and mornings. So they, <laughs> anytime I'm not working. <laughs> What about you, Eric? It's great to hear, uh, Christina, in terms of what you've been working on. For me, there's two different areas that I've been passionate about outside of work, and I have actually found a way to combine them, which has been very rewarding. Uh, the first is when you're working on engineering and you're responsible for 24 by 7 production systems, which I am, as are you know, key members of, of my team. And at the same time, you're trying to build that vision for new products that haven't been built before that require a lot of innovation while you're supporting 24 by 7 production systems. It's pretty intense. It, it's a lot of demands on you psychologically and physically. And so one of the things I strive for is to exercise. And as part of exercising, I've at times gotten really into it. I have done three uh, what are called half Ironman events, which are Ironman 70.3. It's where you do a uh, a 1.2-mile swim, a 56-mile bike ride, and then a 13.2-mile half marathon uh, in succession. 
and I've done it in three different places around the world. And then the other thing that uh, is an interest for me outside of work is how can we make the world a better place? I just recently volunteered at Bowery Mission at their soup kitchen, um, helping them with kitchen prep uh, together actually with my wife and uh, my daughter's significant other. My daughter was away at the time. And that came actually out of doing that volunteering at AppNexus previously, serving meals to the homeless. Very good. Very good. Well, we are moving on to my last set of unsponsored content, which are the rapid fire. And being that we had such a conversation and that we're virtual and that I'm interviewing two people, we're only going to make it one word answers. We're going to put a little bit of a twist on it. So <laughs> my first question is, I know you both are whiteboard super users. What is your color of choice? Hard to only have one word. <laughs> I have a full whiteboard pack. So I use all the colors. That's fair. Blue. I have I have a portfolio. Yeah. Okay. What's been the most unexpected perk of any job you've ever had? Green tea lattes. A basketball court inside Up Nexus. You both are experts in some capacity of video. What is your favorite video? My favorite video is a video of two people playing ping pong. That was a test sequence from the MIT Media Lab for video compression algorithms, uh, which I probably viewed uh, somewhere between one to 10,000 times when I was at Apple. I'm sorry, my answer was a little longer. Videos of my kids when they were babies. I love that. How do you keep your intellectual curiosity stimulated? Book club. Imagining the future. We should dedicate an episode on that for sure. Last but not least, this can be more than one word. What is your all-time favorite advertisement? Uh, for me, it's the uh, Avion advertisement of the rollerblading babies. Thank you both so much for sharing your Friday afternoon with me and Christine. And I'm very excited and proud of your team and your leadership efforts for Xander Invest and the, the new edition of the TV platform. And I hope you both stay very safe and healthy. And thank you again, Christina and Eric. Thank you. Stay safe. Thank you. Unsponsored content is produced by the best producer in the game, Christine Rubenstein and Matter Communications, with special support from the best communications team in the game, the Xander Comms team. For the latest updates so you don't miss an episode, follow us on social media at Xander on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. If you like this podcast, which I know you did, follow and subscribe with us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, here's a scoop.